to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Literally, I'm always excited to chat with you. But the reason why I thought of doing this episode with you today is because when you, like towards the end of the year, obviously if you're listening to this in real time, it's still the beginning of January. And the platform that I run the podcast through, it's called Buzzsprout. And they send you uh, like a lineup of the top five podcasts from last year. And the number one, which I'll link it below, was all about signs and symptoms of low progesterone. And it was a part one, part two episode. So we'll put that in the show notes in case you missed it. So I wanted to talk specifically about how not changing your exercise and your eating habits in your luteal phase is actually negatively impacting your progesterone, which is then going to decrease your chances of getting pregnant and naturally conceiving, especially if you have a hormone imbalance, which if you've been trying to conceive for like three or four or more months, then there's definitely a hormone imbalance going on. And obviously, if it has been that long, I highly suggest working with somebody because obviously I share so many tips and tricks on this show. But if it has been going on for a while, I know sometimes the doctors will just say, oh, just try for a year and then come back. If you don't get pregnant, like then we'll just go to IVF, which is a whole nother conversation. But um, there's something going on if it's been a few months and you haven't been getting pregnant and just doing the same thing over and over is the definition of insanity. So if you want a different result, obviously you have to do different things. So anyway, I'm going on a tangent. The point of today's episode is that we are talking... We're going to be talking about two of the most important hormones to balance out when you are trying to conceive. And honestly, when you're just trying to have a healthy cycle, right? Like we're specifically talking about fertility in this episode, but every single thing that we're talking about is also going to make sure that you are having a really healthy cycle, that you're not having PMS, that your cycle is regulating out, that you don't have pain during your period. Like all of it is connected. Having a healthy cycle is how we do have good fertility. So it's not like you can have one without the other. So it's all directly connected. So two of the most important hormones to balance out when you are trying to conceive and have a healthy cycle are your blood sugar levels and your cortisol levels. This is why in the Mind Your Hormones Method, which if you're unfamiliar with it, this is my course that I've helped I mean, hundreds of women through to regulate their period, have a pain-free period, naturally conceive, get off birth control, like all the things. It's broken up into different modules of the different major hormone imbalances. The first two modules of the course, the first one is blood sugar. The second one is nourishing your nervous system to make sure that we're supporting your cortisol levels. Because they are the most important things to start with. Why? Because they're considered top tier hormones. And Nicole Jardim talks about this. She was actually also on the podcast. We could link that episode below as well. But she talks in her book, um, Fix Your Period. She talks about how these are top tier hormones, which means if your blood sugar is dysregulated, if your cortisol levels are dysregulated, it will cause hormone imbalances throughout your entire body because all our hormones are connected. They're not just like, oh, I just have this 
dysregulated um, cortisol levels, but everything else is fine. It's like, well, it's a domino effect. If one is off, eventually everything else is going to be off, which is why getting blood work is so important in certain situations, which we talk about that a lot too. But it's also like, okay, if it's showing that one thing is off, eventually it's going to affect everything else. So that's why my approach is always about addressing the major root causes of hormone imbalances so that no matter what is off, they're going to balance out because it's in synergistic harmony, right? So that is why we are talking about that today. And if either your insulin levels, because that's what's connected to your blood sugar, if your insulin or your cortisol levels are off, it is going to cause a cascade of problems that's going to affect your entire hormonal system, including your sex hormones like progesterone and estrogen, which is obviously then going to affect your period, your chances of getting pregnant, all the things, your fertility, everything, okay? So in your luteal phase specifically, these are the 10 to 14 days before you get your period. If you're on hormonal birth control right now, you do not have a luteal phase. You don't actually have phases to your cycle because you do not have an actual cycle. When you're on hormonal birth control, specifically the pill, the NuvaRing, the the shot, um, the implant, and in some cases, hormonal IUD. Uh, the hormonal IUD is separate from the other ones I just listed. They don't aim to turn off your ovulation, but in a lot of cases, it ends up doing that. But all of the other ones, you are actually not ovulating, which means if you're not ovulating, you don't have a luteal phase. If you're not ovulating, you're not producing progesterone, you don't have an actual cycle. So when I'm talking about your luteal phase, this these are for the people who are not on hormonal birth control and obviously are of reproductive age. And these are the 10 to 14 days before your period. If you don't have a period right now, like I didn't for two years, then then you also are not experiencing a luteal phase, okay? But for those of you who are, the 10 to 14 days before your period is called your luteal phase. This During this time, your resting cortisol level is naturally higher. And we talk about this a lot throughout the podcast because it's so freaking important. A lot of people will be working on their fertility and they'll be like, oh, I, you know, I went gluten-free, I went dairy-free, I'm exercising, I'm sleeping, I'm taking some supplements. First of all, not all supplements are created equal, number one, but... That's all awesome. Those are great steps. But if you are not addressing those root causes, if you're not shifting things in your luteal phase, you're not going to get as optimal levels of fertility and optimal levels of health that you actually could be getting because our hormone levels shift throughout our cycle. Specifically right now, we're talking about your cortisol level. So in your luteal phase, your resting cortisol level is naturally higher and your blood sugar is naturally more dysregulated, which is crazy. So if you, if you're doing the same things that you were doing in your follicular phase during ovulation, uh, during your luteal phase, you're not going to be supporting your cortisol and your blood sugar as much as they need to be supported because their levels are not at the same spot that they were at before you actually ovulate, right? During that luteal phase. So, and really quick, in case you're unfamiliar, let me just go through the order of the phases. You have your menstrual phase, which is when you're actually bleeding, your follicular phase, ovulation phase, and then luteal phase. Okay. So that's just how they go. I have other podcasts on that you could check out because we're not going to really dive into that right now, but your resting cortisol is naturally higher. Your blood sugar is more naturally dysregulated the 10 to 14 days before your period. When your body has to keep producing more cortisol in response to stress, right? Obviously, cortisol is one of our body's stress hormones. When your body has to keep producing cortisol because... And this stress could be a lot of people times when we hear stress, we just think of like, you know, work deadlines or sitting in traffic or stress from family situations or fighting with a partner or financial stress, whatever. Yes, obviously all of those things are stress, but also stress could look like 
uh, nutrient deficiencies. It could look like lack of sleep. It could look like under eating. It could look like over exercising. It could look like not actually incorporating techniques in your day to day life to support the stress that you're experiencing on a daily basis. It could look like unprocessed emotions, things like that. All of that could be stress. So whenever we're, our body's experiencing that, it's going to naturally produce more cortisol in order to like have that response to stress. When your body is producing more cortisol, we don't just have an endless amount of cortisol, right? Your body has to produce it. And what it does is it actually uses our sex hormone progesterone to produce more cortisol. And if you're unfamiliar, progesterone is a sex hormone that is needed to hold onto and nourish a pregnancy. But it is way more important than that. It's not only, like that's not its only job. Its only job is not just to hold onto and nourish a pregnancy. That is really, obviously, if you're trying to conceive, that's a hormone that really needs to be focused on, which was the top downloaded episode of, of last year, which is why we're talking about it again. But um, it also is a hormone that supports your metabolism, your thyroid, your hair, your skin, your nails, your bones, your stress response. It helps prevent endometriosis and, and uh, sorry, it helps prevent endometrial cancer, heart disease, and osteoporosis in menopausal years. So it's extremely important to make sure we have healthy progesterone levels. And the only way that we actually produce progesterone is by ovulating. So we want to always make sure that we are naturally ovulating and we have strong ovulation. Okay. So what the, the point of this is, if your resting cortisol level is higher in that luteal phase, we have to be doing things to make sure that we aren't ramping it up even more because in your luteal phase is when we want our progesterone levels to stay strong, especially if you want to get pregnant because ovulation is the phase that happened right before that, that produced this progesterone. Now we have, if we had healthy and strong ovulation, we have progesterone levels that should be staying high in that luteal phase. Your progesterone should, levels should stay high throughout the 10 to 14 days, at least, I really should say at least 11 to 14 days um, throughout your luteal phase. And then if you don't get pregnant and you get your period, those levels will drop. And you will be able to see this if you're tracking your basal body temperature, which I'll link that episode level below, because um, your progesterone levels cause your body temperature to actually increase. So that's a way to see what's going on with your progesterone levels. Okay, so I have to pop in here and talk to you about this because this is actually something I really miss now that I'm pregnant. I have not been able to have it, but I was such a believer in it. And I used it consistently daily for years before I got pregnant and while I was actively trying until I obviously knew that I was pregnant, um, was CBD. And uh, there's a lot of talk about CBD nowadays, and there are so many brands that are honestly horrible and I would never recommend to anybody. You know me, you know that I'm extremely particular with the product that I use and I would never use or recommend to you, my friends, my family, my clients, unless I use it myself and I vet it. So my soul CBD is the brand that I'm obsessed with. And if you're listening to this in real time, they're doing a really amazing deal right now with like a little mystery box that we're going to talk about. You always save 15% with my code, which we'll put in the show notes. Um, but I want to talk to you about a couple of the products that I really love from them and that I use all the time and that my husband, Chris is still continuously using. If you're someone who has PCOS, if you have a painful period, if you have PMS, if you have endometriosis, inflammation is a root cause, one of the root causes of that. 
And what's amazing about CBD is that it helps reduce those inflammation levels. This is the reason why I primarily took it. So I always took about a thousand milligrams a day of the CBD oil drops. I love the raspberry lemonade flavor. I mean, all the flavors are literally amazing. It takes, tastes awesome. There's absolutely zero THC in it. It is super clean, organic, like all the things, obviously. Okay. That goes without saying, if you know, I'm recommending it to you. So that's what I would take morning and night. I absolutely loved it. Um, that was what I was doing for inflammation levels, as well as just like really helping manage daily stress and things like that. And I didn't notice, I would take it at night with my miracle worker magnesium, um, from gut personal. And I didn't realize how much that also really impacted my sleep. Cause I did notice like a tiny shift of a difference when I stopped taking it. So I really loved it. I take that. Chris still takes that every day. And then Chris also takes the, uh, gummies, the CBD gummies. That's really helpful for anxiety, helping you feel calm. I wasn't too huge on the gummies. If I did have it, I would make sure that I had it after meal to help stabilize my blood sugar. Um, but if you're looking for a gummy, again, I would recommend having it after a meal. I wouldn't have it like first thing in the morning or anything like that, but they're really, really supportive for anxiety and stress levels. And if you're listening to this in real time, again, if you listen to this at any point, you always save 15% with code Corinne 15 at MySoulCBD. I'll put the link and everything below. But right now from January 17th to January 20th, there is a 30% off site-wide sale and because they're launching this mystery box. So when you use my code, you'll get 30% off. You get two flavor surprises. I'm not kidding you when I tell you that every single flavor is amazing. In every single box, you get a jar of the 10 milligrams of CBD gummies and one bottle of the 500 milligram CBD oil. Usually that would cost $105. And right now it's $53 with my code, which is wild. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. So I wanted to make sure you know about this. Again, if you're listening to this outside of the January 17th to January 20th window, you could still always save 15% on any products using my code. But if you are listening to it in the January 17th, the January 20th window, you could save 30%. So I'm going to put all the information in the show notes for you. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding, CBD is not safe for that, probably because there's just not enough studies on it yet. Um, but if you're not pregnant and you're not breastfeeding, highly recommend. Um, so check out the show notes. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. If you get pregnant though, that basal body temperature is going to say hi. That's how I knew I was pregnant before I even took a pregnancy test. But I, and if you're new here, I'm 18 weeks pregnant at the time of this recording. Um, and if, uh, the, so your basal body temperature will say hi, but also your progesterone levels should stay high and continue doubling if you're pregnant. Because again, this is the hormone that's going to hold onto that pregnancy because it holds onto that uterine lining to make sure that the egg is able to be fertilized. The baby can grow in there, like all the things. Okay. So what we want to do in that luteal phase is make sure that we're not doing things to add to our already higher cortisol level because more cortisol equals less progesterone. Less progesterone equals lower fertility, which equals less chances of not only getting pregnant, but then holding on to and nourishing that pregnancy. Okay. So um, that's, that's the cortisol side of it. And obviously I'm going to give you a couple of tips of what to do to actually support this, but that was the cortisol side of things in the luteal phase. Now in the, uh, in the luteal phase, we also talked about how your blood sugar is more dysregulated. Again, another major root cause of hormone imbalances is dysregulated blood sugar. I've never worked with a client that has not had dysregulated, dysregulated blood sugar, including myself. Hence why, again, it's the first module, the very first thing that you are going to master in the Mind Your Hormones method because it's that freaking important. So when your blood sugar is more dysregulated, 
we have to make sure that we're changing certain things in that luteal phase. Because if you're eating the same way, if you're eating as light, if you're eating with like more hours in between meals that maybe could have sufficed you in that follicular and ovulatory phase, but you're still doing that in that luteal phase, it's going to dysregulate that blood sugar even more, which we don't want to do. Okay. So a few ways that you can help support your cortisol and your blood sugar levels in your luteal phase is number one, to slow down your workouts. I mean, I feel like I sound like a freaking broken record because I talk about this all the time because it's so prevalent for women to see people and to just follow these programs online where you're doing these intense hit workouts every single day, no matter where you're at in your cycle or you're running every day, you're doing spin or hit or arms theory or whatever. I'm not saying those things are bad all the time, but if your cortisol levels are already higher in your luteal phase and you're trying to get pregnant and keep those progesterone levels supported, you don't want to be doing intense exercises the 10 to 14 days before your period because it's just going to ramp those levels up more and lower those progesterone levels. So slowing down your workouts is so easy essential in your luteal phase. Like these three tips I'm about to give you are going to really greatly support your fertility in a huge way. Obviously it's not everything. There's so many things that go into it, but it's really going to support you. So slowing down your workouts, slow strength training, yoga, walking, Pilates, bar, even just like shortening the amount of time you're doing your workout. And if you're like, Oh, Corinne, I, I do like a 20 minute hit. No, it's still not, it's still not going to cut it for your luteal phase. Okay. Um, but Really thinking about slowing down, focusing on strength training, focusing on flexibility, focusing on long, lean lines, like Pilates type of things. And if you're like, I don't like Pilates, okay, do you like maybe doing some yoga? Do you like bar? Do you like lifting weights? Well, you could do that, just slow it down, right? And also, it's about finding things that you like that are actually going to support you and your goals. If your desire is to naturally conceive and you haven't been able to do that, then we have to shift some things that you're doing because obviously there are pieces to the puzzle that you're missing and this could be one of them. Okay. So slowing down your workouts in your luteal phase is one way to not only support your cortisol levels, but again, your progesterone levels. Number two is, which I have a whole podcast episode on caffeine, which we'll link below as well, but swapping caffeine for herbal tea. Obviously caffeine does raise your cortisol levels, which we already dove into why that's going to negatively affect your progesterone. And it also does dysregulate your blood sugar. So we really want to make sure that we're not having caffeine at least least the 10 to 14 days before your period. Um, and this is going to help your blood sugar. It's going to help your uh, cortisol levels. This is also going to really help reduce PMS and painful periods and things like that and support your progesterone levels and your fertility. So if you currently have caffeine often, I'm not going to go into it because I have a whole episode on it. So just I'll link that below, but swapping it for herbal tea, for dandy tea, for Four Sigmatic. There's so many different options now. So you could check that out in the other episode that I did. I dove deeper into it, but that's number two of something you could do to help support um, your fertility in your luteal phase. And then number three is adding in an extra snack between meals so that you're not going more than four hours between each one. And this is where the blood sugar piece comes in. In your follicular and your ovulatory phase, you will notice it once you start paying attention to it that you could generally go a little bit longer in between meals without really feeling hungry, that hangry feeling, without feeling like maybe you um, have that crash or you feel like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, hangry, but it's more like kind of like lightheaded or dizzy or just like, oh my God, I need to eat. Like you could feel like your blood sugar is, is being affected. Um, you get kind of lightheaded, some things like that can happen or you get a headache. 
you notice you'll be able to go a little bit longer in between meals. And also you'll be fuller quicker with lighter meals in your follicular and your ovulatory phase. In your luteal phase, that shit ain't going to fly because your blood sugar is naturally more dysregulated. So you don't want to go many, many hours in between eating. Does that mean eat every two hours? No, we don't want that for your digestion. I'm saying like you don't want to go more than like four-ish hours in between meals when you're in your luteal phase. So depending on your schedule, for me, well, this is totally different now that I'm pregnant in my second trimester. Um, I'm eating like probably every three hours right now. But before I was pregnant, when I was working on my fertility, um, what worked for me because of the schedule, I would have my breakfast, I would have lunch, I would have a snack, and then I would have dinner. Um, so some people though have a longer stretch in between breakfast and lunch. Some people have a longer stretch in between both. It depends on your schedule, but really just making sure you're not going more than four hours in between meals is really going to help stabilize those blood sugar levels because what you don't want is to go too long and then have that blood sugar dip because then it's like you're just on a roller coaster and that's really going to negatively impact your fertility. It's going to negatively impact your, your energy levels, your, um, your la 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 period. I'm like, what's the word? Your period, your cycle, all of it, right? PMS, the whole thing. Okay. So adding an extra snack in between meals and a snack with protein, fiber, healthy fats. So this could look like, um, apple with peanut, with peanut butter or with almond butter or with cashew butter. This could just look like a handful of raw unsalted nuts. Um, this could look like cocoa June yogurt with some protein powder in it and maybe some nuts in there. This could look like a smoothie. Um, you know, there's so many different things that you could do for a, a quick snack like that. It could be chia seed pudding. Um, you could do avocado pudding, like whatever. There's so many options. Um, in the Mind Your Hormones Method, you also get a whole recipes PDF with tons of breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack recipes. I also do tutorials of videos of me making things to show you what it looks like. Like, uh, it's so amazing. If you're interested in the Mind Your Hormones Method, please check the link below. It's always in the show notes. It is like literally the heartbeat of how I thrive with PCOS, how I got my period back, how I got rid of migraines, how I healed my IBS, how I got pregnant with PCOS on the first time and how I've helped so many other people with endometriosis, all the things. Like I could go on and on and on. I'm obsessed with this course. So anyway, the link is below if you want more in, more information on that. So these three things that we talked about, number one, slowing down your workouts. Number two, swapping caffeine for herbal tea. Check out the caffeine episode for more details on that. Um, number three, adding an extra snack between your meals so you're not going more than four hours between each one. It is so freaking important that you're doing this in your luteal phase for your fertility, okay? Your cycle and your fertility will greatly improve when you change these three things in your luteal phase. It's honestly a requirement to optimize your chances of natural conceiving. Does that mean that people haven't gotten pregnant when they don't do this? Obviously not. <laughs> like, obviously not, right? Not everybody knows about this. But if you have been trying for a while, then you want to make sure that you're optimizing things. If you have a reproductive disorder, we have to be more conscious of these things. And this is going to really, really help you. My recommendation is always to start with one. Start with one thing, get consistent with it. I never recommend implementing a million things at once. This is also why you don't get all the information at once when you join the Mind Your Hormones Method. Information and the modules are dripped over time because I don't want you to just binge a ton of content and not actually make changes for longer enough period of time to see a difference. So start with one of these strategies, 
get consistent with it, and then move on from there. Consistency is always king and queen. It's always going to win no matter what, okay? So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I would love to hear what you think about it. Come tag me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. If you're watching on YouTube, I would love for you, because I started putting some episodes on YouTube now, by the way, in case you didn't know about it. So if you want to see me talk with my hands flailing all over the place, that's the place to do it. Um, But comment below. Let me know what you think. I'm so grateful for you. I'm obsessed with this platform and this community. You are amazing. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.